John Adams Letters from the Front podcast for July 1915. This podcast looks at life in World War I through the letters of John Adams who was 23 when he joined up in September 1914. He served with the 9th Service Battalion Royal Irish Fusiliers and was involved in many significant events on the Western Front, particularly Passchendaele. These are his words, read by his grandchildren and narrated by his great-grandchildren. July in Northern Ireland at the moment is full of parades. The main parade is the 12th of July, which is celebrated by the Orange Order. The Orange Order was formed in the late 1700s as a militant group to defend Protestants against the likes of the Catholic People Day Boys. And by 1915, its main purpose was as one of the largest Protestant organisations in the world that promoted the Reformed faith and celebrated the freedoms won following the Williamite period. Nowadays, the marching season isn't just restricted to July. With many bands organising their own parade, it can last from late April to early September. But we'll see in the letters that John Adams wrote in July 1915 that it was still a main part of his heritage, his culture and his social life. And we also see from the letters that he was injured in training, but not a major injury at all. This would not be the first time that John Adams was injured during the First World War. My name's Mark Adams, and John Adams was my grandfather. On the 12th of July, 1915, men of the 36th Ulster Division celebrated the Battle of the Boyne in Seaford, England complete with King William on a white horse and bagpipes. There was a parade through the town to the YMCA at 6.30pm. While this must have been a strange sight for the inhabitants of the English seaside town, for John Adams, this was a taste of home. The Orange Order was a large part of the lives of Protestant men of Ulster, culminating in the July Parade. Being away from home in England, it seemed important to preserve this way of life. It kept a sense of home alive for these soldiers. As Orange Lodges were based in local halls in Ulster, new lodges had to be established for the men at war. The 9th Royal Irish Fusiliers renewed a travelling warrant, the Loyal Orange Lodge 190, that had previously been used by men of the 3rd Militia Battalion in the South Africa War. Other units had special lodges granted from the Grand Orange Lodge of England. The lodges gave a chance to keep in touch with people at home, and also brought news from home through others' letters. They were able to talk openly, as officers and men met on equal footing without fear of disciplinary proceedings. So the lodges became valuable places to vent feelings about the war. Meetings were held in Seaford until the units moved to France, where they continued until the cumulative impact of casualties largely forced their abandonment. Seaford Camp, Sussex, 12th of July, 1915. Dear Jimmy, by the time this reaches home, you will have both days over, and I hope from my heart that they are good days for you. All the bands in camp turned out this morning, and it would have done you good to think that though we are here, we have not forgotten the days that are past. There is to be a meeting in the YMCA tonight at 6.30. They are expecting 10,000 orange men to be present, 
You might write me a line after all is over and let me know how everything passed off. J. Adams Postmark, Bangor, July 1915 Postcard shows Queen's Parade, Bangor, County Down. A view along the promenade. The sea rebounds off the sea wall while many people take the air. I have cycled down here this evening. It is stormy but lovely. Hoping all is well and that I will see you soon. Yours truly, Janie. D Company, 9th Battalion, Royal Irish Fusiliers, Seaford Camp, Sussex, England. While this letter is undated, we know Lord Kitchener inspected the 36th Ulster Division on Tuesday the 27th of July 1915. This letter was presumably written a few days afterwards. Dear Mrs Adams, just a line to let you know I received your letter alright. Thanks very much for the same. You need not be expecting a letter from Johnny for a few days as he has strained his thumb and will not be able to write for some time until the swelling goes down. He is in his best of health only for that. We had a big inspection by Lord Kitchener on Tuesday and he was very pleased with the division. He says if we had our ball firing over we would be fit to go any place. I suppose all is going on as usual over there, and some people getting married and some people dying and all the people working on as usual. Where there is much strange going on here at present, we are just fooling about at the same old thing as when we were in Ireland. I have no news to tell you at present, maybe I will have more the next time. I think I will close at the present. Tell Annie and Jimmy I will send the PC's letter as I have not time to write them now. With best love to all, I remain your friend, Jack. Thank you for listening to John Adams' Letters from the Front podcast. To find out more about John Adams and his family, visit www.johnadams.org.uk forward slash letters. The History of the Ninth Service Battalion Royal Irish Fusiliers during World War One is taken from the Blackers Boys. Visit them at www.9irishfusiliers.co.uk with the number 9. Podcast will be published a hundred years after the letters were written, so will be published nearly every month. This has been a Mark's Mess production. Thank you.